Rob Paulson no, could good. be doing the deepest voice in the world, and I would still be able to be like, <laughs> you, "That's I Rob Paulson." Know it. I know it's him. I know it's <laughs> him and, and him and Tom Kenny. But it's always good. It's always good. It's never. It's never a chore. Always welcome. <laughs> always welcome. <laughs> I know all the presidents because of him. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> I know the pres. I know the president's song from Animaniacs almost by heart. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. George Washington was the first you see. He once shot down a cherry tree. President number two will be John Adams, and number three, John Jefferson decided up to write the Constitution late at night. He, he and his wife had a baby fight, and she made his son on the couch at night. James Madison never had a son in the Fourth War of 1812. James Monroe was closer. No, I, I think I'm skipping. Monroe was closer. Was bigger than Pinocchio's. John Quincy Adams was number six. So Andrew Jackson, but he kicked. Kicks. So Jackson learns to be politics and savvy the ones the country picks. Marvin Buren, number eight for a one-time shot that's cheap for states. <laughs> William Harrison, how do you praise that guy? Was that in 30 days? John Tyler, he liked country folk, and after him, could President Polk. Polk. Zachary <laughs> Taylor liked to smoke his, his rap with friends whenever he spoke. 1850, really nifty. Miller, <laughs> Miller Fillmore's in. Younger Prince was feckin' business man without a chin. Falls next to Spear Spanning. For long years with James Buchanan, and the shouts, then the shouts south start shooting cannon, and he got a civil war, a war, a war that's tough in Up to back comes Odin Blinken, there's a guy who's really kicking Captain United States from sinking, save the civil stages from sinking. Andrew Jackson's next, next he has to slide the facts. Congress each would impeach a soda country, Nihilex. I feel like you're really shaming us Americans. Yeah, I see people over here. I, I, like if someone told me like put a gun to my head and said name all the presidents in order I'm gonna fucking kill you I'd be like I'd be a dead man if they were just like name name one president in between like Washington and Abe Lincoln that would be hard doable, doable but scary right. and Michelle would be like alright but I have to sing it yeah alright do you have about uh, two and a half minutes let's get through it Lucky me! Hi, and welcome to Full Metal Analysts, a podcast covering each and every episode of Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, hosted by free riders who will one day escape out of their rooms via rope out the window. Always wanted to do that. I'm Michelle, and as always, we have here with me Arthur. How are you doing, Arthur? I'm doing swell. And we also <laughs> and we also have Mike here with us. How are you doing, Mike? Just making some rope. Has anyone here ever done... I mean, hold on. We gotta introduce our guest. He is our first guest ever, and he's also our first returning guest ever. And our last guest. Yes, there will be no more guests after this. Please welcome back to the show, Karna. How are you doing, Karna? I'm doing very well. Sorry, I had I, I said a word before my introduction, but... Oh, don't worry. Making, making rope just seemed... It's, that's too euphemistic well, to for me to, to let slide. Look, what I meant was I'm making rope for Michelle's joke. I see. Oh. Has anyone ever tried to do that whole, like, tie together a bunch of shirts to make a makeshift rope? I was going to say, everyone just looking around their room or their space right now, like, what would you use to make a rope to escape your window? Um, I've got some some kits I could could get going. I live on the ground floor, so I think I could just (laughs) jump out of the window. (laughs) (laughs) Here I go. Oh, okay. <laughs> computer wires. I think I would have to use com- like my box of random wires that I've had. That's creative. Oh my god, you, yeah. you have a box of random wires too? Yeah, I'm in my thirties. Of- I have a box of random wires. <laughs> 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 That's how you know you're old. It's like one day you wake up and there's a box of random wires and you don't know what any <laughs> of these are for. 
You get the but delivery they, on your on your thirtieth birthday. It just shows up. But you can't throw them away. You can never throw them away because no, you're because you never know. You never know. And there's always a moment where you throw them away, and like a month later, you're like, "Fuck, I need those wires." You're gonna get out your electric blanket and be like, "Fuck." <laughs> 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 that is actually so true. <laughs> that happened to me like twice. <laughs> everyone like... has a, everyone has a growing a growing whether or not your your retirement savings is growing. Your box <laughs> your box of wires gets bigger and bigger every five years. <laughs> right. So today we're talking about episode eight, uh, the fifth laboratory. And as always, we start off every episode with an improvised recap. One of us will do a 21-second improvised recap, and we'll decide who it is by a roll of the dice. So, as always, one is me, Michelle, two is Arthur, three is Mike, and four is Karna, our guest. Just want to point out, Arthur has not gone yet, so come mm. on, dice. Work with me here. It's a four. <laughs> oh, okay. I escape yet again. You got this. You got this. You have 21 seconds when I say go, okay? Okay, yes. Go. Okay, so uh, Ed and Al, they are investigating this place, the fifth laboratory. They know that there's um, potentially, uh, they're doing Philosopher's Stone research there. They show up and there are these two guards. They're, they're suits of armor that have been uh, reanimated just like Al. Um, and it turns out that they're serial killers. Uh, one is Barry the Chopper, a very fun serial killer. Uh, one is Slicer, who's not as fun, but has a fun reveal uh, that he's actually two people in one armor. Um, then they fight and, uh, and then, uh, there, you know, uh, stuff happens and then the, the sins show up and blow up the building, but they leave Ed alive. And Al also has an existential, existential crisis and, um, Hugh shows Roy his kids. Um, Hughes, not Hugh. Is that 20? What, what am I at? 54 seconds. <laughs> 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 oh, you just let me go. Yeah. <laughs> What? Okay, well, you have to cut me off. I didn't know. I'm not timing myself. <laughs> I am. I am. You have 54 seconds. Okay. Well, uh, okay. okay. <laughs> just, I feel like just you need to cut the... people off. <laughs> Do we? I mean, look, he was doing pretty good. I mean, sure, it was 54, but he was doing pretty good. Okay. But yes, that's you said everything that happens in this episode. Congratulations. Yay. Yay. I just yeah. want to point out you said that there's a fun serial killer, so. I mean, he's very fun. It's Barry the Chopper. Barry the Chopper. Very I like chopper. all fans going like, oh, I'm sorry, I've never heard of you. Yeah, that was a great moment. <laughs> I feel like both of these serial killers are very, like, whimsical in a way. Like, the, the, the Slicer reveal, I mean, we'll, we can get to it. I don't know if we want to jump in. That reveal makes me laugh every time when he's like, I'm actually two people. <laughs> it's so stupid. <laughs> like, it's a goofy reveal. Well, okay, let me just say something about that. Because I really didn't get that. I'm like... And was like, wait, you're an independent head and, uh, and body? I'm like, but Al does that too. Why are you surprised? It's like, Al can do the same thing. Like, the, the independentness is like, he can, like, he's a head and then his body is like. Oh, okay. Because Al thought... is actually, I think, just the body. Because if his head gets knocked off, the body moves oh, around. Oh, you're right. right. But his head still is stationary, I think. Yeah. I had the same thing, but you're totally right, Karna. But you know what is funny, though, to me, is that the one who is the head, that sucks. Like, you can't do anything. You're just a head. Like, what is he? He's not doing much. <laughs> yeah, that does suck. But it'd be pretty funny if one of them were the arms and the other one was the yeah. leg. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
I know I know we're kind of skipping ahead a little bit on the topic of the 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 Slicer brothers, but I just can't help but laugh when he was like, "All right, you beat me. I'll tell you everything you need to know. But first, let me slowly begin telling you all that you need to know." <laughs> <laughs> It felt like a a and d moment where you roll a 20 and the DM doesn't want to tell you anything. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> you, know, you roll a 20 in charisma, but they're like, there's no way I'm going to tell them this now. <laughs> I was sad that they died, though. I felt, I was like, you know, when they broke their seals. I yeah, no, sad. It's, it's sad, yeah. I'd come to appreciate them as characters. Well, I mean, Barry, our friend Barry is still out there. The show does that really well, where before they, I mean, they could have, like, killed off the brothers in the middle of the fight. But they let Ed have this little moment of connection with the brothers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I want to take a moment to say something about that scene at the end where Lust and Envy come out. Full Metal Alchemist kind of has perfected the villain. Because a lot of times, especially in anime, like... Kana, you watched a lot of shonen anime, you know this, where the bad guy just comes in at the end of the episode, and it takes like 15 episodes for the bad guy to show up, and they show up and they disappear. I mean, Full Metal Alchemist villains are like, they're here, they're always actively influencing the plot. Yeah. They don't care if you know they exist. Like, this guy is important to their plan, and they're like, oh, whatever, you can know there's like, two a weird lady and a weird... Guy, um, <laughs> question mark. Uh, I felt I feel really bad, but I I never actually know what gender envy is supposed to be. I think it's supposed to be pretty ambiguous. Yeah, I mean, yeah. They, in the in the dub they call them a he, but I think in the in the manga it's pretty ambiguous too. And then in I know in the in the other adaptation they keep it gender neutral, right? I think hmm. I can't remember. Yeah, the wiki refers to them as they. Yeah. I feel like if the dub had been made like five years later, it would have been yeah. okay. That's the first time that he sees them. Yeah, it's all in terms right. of character. It's like not even the first time we see the villains. It's important because it's the first time Ed sees the villains. Right. Because he got too close. I think that's what makes this show or this anime specifically unique in terms of like, yeah, talking about like shonen anime in general is like, is just the pacing because it moves through the plot pretty quickly. I think if you like really kind of Seven episodes in, you already know, like, oh, Philosopher's Stones are, like, it's, like, human life is the ingredient. I feel like different anime or even a different show would, like, that would be, like, a season finale reveal, you know? But, like... Totally. Yeah. It's um, really yeah. soon. I, you know, I naively ask, is, is uh, what's his name? Barry the Chopper, right? Of course Did, not! I, I don't know. I don't know anything anymore. <laughs> <laughs> My, come on. It's such a, like, Ed just walked in one day, like, guys, real quick. This guy, this armor right now is my brother. All right? All right, everyone? <laughs> Winry, don't fuck this up. <laughs> I know you got I know you I know you're bad at keeping secrets, so Yeah, that's terrible. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> but I like it though, because I thought it was neat that of course the Barry the Chopper has stood no chance against Al physically, but you know, Al's a kid. Al's a little kid. Yeah. So yeah. he's able to get into his head, you know, with that with a pretty cool sense to me that the throws Al for a loop. They set up the character so well that it's not dumb that Al believes it. No, and it's planted too because the the misunderstanding of like... You yeah, know, Ed, something I wanted to tell you. Yeah, so it's kind of like building off of that like plant, I guess. For those who don't know, planting and payoff is in a story is when you, you plant something early on in the story and then you have a payoff later on. So Michelle's um, masterclass. 
<laughs> a very a very obvious example of this. Yeah, and if how... you've never heard of that before, you should write that down. Because <laughs> it's going to pay off. <laughs> a very obvious example of this is how in Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark, at the beginning of the movie, there's a scene where Indy's like, I hate snakes. And then when they go and find the Ark, there's a bunch of snakes. You already know that he hates snakes. So it's planting and payoff. But they do that here in this episode with the boat. So like a couple episodes back, there was a scene, a post credit scene, where Winry realizes she didn't screw in a certain bolt. Because she forgot to screw in the boat. That's why the... Yeah, so here's the thing. I had not seen that scene. I skipped <laughs> over it. So when that happened, I was almost like, oh, Mike is right. Like, Mike, Mike said on the uh, that episode that Winry had fucked up, that she made the automail weaker. And I was like, yeah. That- oh, no, Arthur said that. We sound alike, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, all of you people sound alike to me. Uh, <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> you know, Americans. Uh, so... <laughs> No, we still, I still like Renry. I, I think it's just one of those things. It's like she assumed, she she didn't know that he was going to go, oh, I don't know. Maybe she should have really, I don't know, actually. Like, I don't know. Is rust a bigger problem or is combat a bigger problem? I feel like you got to address the combat before the, the rust. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I kind of yeah, tend to Combat seems more immediate, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, give him polish your arm, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like, if someone gave you a bike and they're like, hey, listen. It's nowhere near as strong as it used to be, but it won't rest. <laughs> like, yeah, that's a really good avoid. bike. It can't go down or up a hill, <laughs> but it won't rest. <laughs> so, I mean... And then you do learn more about the world because you learn that uh, at some point, someone installed these people as guards, right, right. To, to stop all this. They did a good job of bringing those characters around, too, because, like, Barry the Chopper, and I don't remember what was the other guy's name. Slicer. They both had a quick little arc. They We got to know, like, their past. Like, they made a fight. Like, what could have easily just been a, a, a long fight that would have been neat to watch, but probably kind of forgettable. They, like, they made two characters that we'll never forget, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. Well, I, well, I forgot sure. one of them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, you forgot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There actually are important character introductions in this episode. And that's the fact that we get introduced to Huge's family. Yes. Oh, wow, yeah. Man, I it's love not Hughes. just his kid, it's his wife. Hughes is the best. He oh, loves I them. Love Hughes. Hughes is the fucking best. So good. And I do have to at least highlight two characters who I realized they're really growing within me more than I expected. And that's Maria Ross and Denny Brosh. I rewinded it because I thought for a second that Barry the Chopper killed one of them when when they first you know what I mean when he did yeah, uh, when, when they first show up around yeah. yeah I was like whoa <laughs> 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 that no that was just <laughs> that was just a random soldier that was there to make a point being a soldier in the Full Metal Alchemist universe has to be one of the top ten worst universes to be soldiers right I mean it's like every episode there's just a random dead soldier like there was that soldier in front of uh. Of Tucker's house that got killed by Scar. There's this soldier who just shows up to die. I mean, there's the classic example on Star Trek where they literally are like, here's your uniform to die in. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) They also have that in a way because they have the random soldiers are like, their their uniforms are black. Oh, really? I didn't notice that. Yeah. That's how you know they're they're gonna die. Well, it's, it's cheap, and you can you can rebury it and reuse it. <laughs> no I mean, it blood, get the blood out. Yeah, 
It's the most versatile color in your wardrobe. But yeah, a huge shout out to Ross and Brosh. I thought you were going to say huge shout out to the color black. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out to the color color black. black. (laughs) We like it. Just to make an actual point on top of that. Even the side characters have unique designs, like memorable designs. Like this episode, there's that random woman who is near Huge's as he's making the call to Mustang. And she has a unique design that's memorable. (laughs) And she has two lines. They make an effort everywhere it's possible to have a character be a little bit more full. Uh, Yeah. She does so. It's always something very small. Brosh has that little hair thing that Ed also has. Roz has that little thing next to her eye. Everyone has a little something where it's like, that, that's a unique trait, yeah. you know? And that's I think such that's a such a nice touch. That's so good, right? Like, yeah. it, makes, it makes the world really feel like it's got people in it. People that you can feed to a philosopher's stone. <laughs> <laughs> but I think you were saying something, Michelle, about how the, uh, I think last episode or the episode before, it was a quote from uh, Arakawa and how she likes, like, drawing like big strong exaggerated dudes and Mm. like fun like anime very tropey looking people Uh uh-huh but she kind of like breathes character into them which Mm -hmm. is you know pretty unique it's like she's using the ingredients of more pulpy animes and giving them life or character the character designs here, they all go to character in such a good way. Like, you can look at someone and just get a sense. Like, when you see Mustang and you're like, I know who this guy is, like, right away. Or, like, you know, you see Armstrong and it's like, okay, I know who Armstrong is right away. You know, it's like... <laughs> just to restate that quote, because it's a great quote. It's, uh, men should be buff and women should be vavoom. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly. a fantastic quote. Exactly. I mean, Grandpa <laughs> though. She's vavoom. <laughs> Don't tell me, tell me you don't like that. No, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> so on that note, it's time for us to get into one of our most beloved segments of all time. And that's Mikey at the Bat. All right. How was I? Um, Crowd favorite. Yeah. <laughs> I know it's mine. <laughs> but, but how how was uh how was the last your last prediction prediction yeah how did i do you were completely wrong you said they're gonna be reject <laughs> homunculi people the result of taboo research into the philosopher's stone they're gonna find out there's someone in the government they should go to next so mike okay. that's a okay okay wait a wrong. second wait a second wait a second <laughs> sounds like i was absolutely correct are you kidding me? No. <laughs> they just how's faced... how so well those two people were <laughs> nothing if not the results of taboo research into the philosopher's stone oh my stone. god mm-hmm. i will i will give that to mike and <laughs> not only that they know who they need to go after next in the government why of course lust and and envy who are clearly involved in the government in some way how <laughs> well I, I make that i make that a guess because um because they seem to be really aware of what happened at this testing facility which means that they must have some kind of government connection. Okay. All right, Mike. <laughs> we'll give you this. We're all right. We're all like, <laughs> you've won we're this gonna, battle. We're going to give you one fourth of a point. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take it. So, Mike, you have to predict what happens in the next episode, and the title of the next episode is Creative Feelings. So, clearly... Where you know we've been talking about the physical costs, uh, like 
it gets weird because it's like, oh, the reason that human alchemy is taboo is because for what could cost a human soul? You know, like like five goats? <laughs> I don't know. This is it. Creative Feelings is going to address the melodrama of Al suffering with the idea that maybe he doesn't really exist. Okay, I mean, anyone could guess that, but what do you think the answer is uh, going to really, be? Really devaluing his <laughs> well, I'm sorry, they literally, they literally, I mean, that's I, like... I think we're under no illusions that we all want Mike to be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is like, this, are you saying you I'm got, right? Or? No, you gotta, I mean... I mean, like, he was basically just like, anyone, anyone with a half a brain. Well, like, well, <laughs> but that's what happens in this episode! That's what happens in this episode! That's like saying, next episode, Edward's going to wake up in a hospital because he got injured like of course like that's <laughs> all right well you know what they're gonna go to they're gonna go talk to hugh they're gonna go meet his family and hopefully no one will get turned into a horrible chimera of unspeakable <laughs> unspeakable you know uh what am i what's the word i'm like? abomination that's it yeah hopefully that doesn't happen see now that's a guess that's a good guess yeah there's my guess <laughs> they're gonna go hang with hugh and pretend and maybe we'll find out that scar is very much alive okay I mean, I, I I just said okay. I didn't say anything. Hold on. <laughs> I Did just I said right? okay. Uh, you you find out next week. I know. <laughs> All right, that's how that works. All right, now it's time for us to grade the episodes. We're gonna get started. I'm gonna give this episode a uh, two point five. It's the middle of the road for me. Wow. I, I think I think I pretty much said why I think it's look. Middle of the road for Metal Alchemist, it's still really good television. It's like it's like Arthur said last week, we're grading these on a curve, you know? So, 2.5 for me. I'll give it a 3. It did its job. I had a good time. Um, I'm also going to give it a 3, because I really do feel that it could have just been, like, a, a long fight for no reason. And, and at the end, I, I ended up caring about this <laughs> random, you know... <laughs> bonded suit of armor like I, I really did care about it so like i think that's a pretty big accomplishment i'm gonna give it a 3.5 i like this episode i think a little more than you guys did i don't know i like i just i laughed a lot I, like i laughed a lot at slicer i laughed a lot at barry and i like some of i don't know i think the idea of the fifth uh laboratory is cool i do think the ending is a little you know a cut off cut short um but yeah, I don't know. I'd say 3.5. I did like the part where uh, Barry the Chopper learns that Al is a... Yeah, like that's... Super so armor too. <laughs> Wait, where's your body? <laughs> is everyone out there a suit of armor now? <laughs> no, I think, I, yeah, I just had a lot of... I had a lot of laugh moments. Like, and, you know, like when Hughes is like, my wife too. <laughs> like, that's so funny. And I don't know. <laughs> oh, at the end, like, get a wife. God damn it. <laughs> Time for... What did we learn? Today we learned a new trick for getting out of situations uh, that you don't want to be in. No matter where you are, like, you just shout, uh, Robert, go now! (laughs) 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 And when they look around, you run. (laughs) Uh, You know how, like, you know, what's his name? Barry the Chopper kind of, like, mind trick, tried to, like, Jedi mind trick him into killing himself? (laughs) (laughs) I think we should... We should say never underestimate an empty suit of armor when death is on the line. <laughs> uh, Mike, Mike, Mike. <laughs> I thought you were going to say something like never fall for a Jedi mind trick. And then I was going to be like, but Mike, you're just a memory. 
You're not real. <laughs> no, I'm Arthur real. created you. No, if I'm... you're real, you should like kill yourself. And if you die, you're real. If not, you <laughs> no, are just I, fake. I'm, I'm real, Karna. You've heard of me, right? You've, we've hung it. We had class together. You know me. Karna's in on it. Wait, no. <laughs> I just there's just like gaps between you guys speaking where there's silence. I don't know. If, <laughs> if there's some, I don't know if there's some issue with the audio you know, or. I could I could actually do that. I could just <laughs> remove us, and it would sound like Mike is talking to himself. <laughs> <laughs> and if you want to prove you're real, then why don't you follow us on Twitter at Full Metal Analysts? That's FM Analysts on Twitter. You know, there's no way of knowing that you're real unless you can follow someone on Twitter. Hello? Karna, did you want to plug a Twitter or anything? I don't have a Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to plug Sable's Instagram? Oh, yeah. My dog's Instagram is at mini.sable. It's very cute. I, I'm real. And of course, don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. If possible, leave a comment for us. We love to hear from our listeners. I was here in the first episode. And that's all for now, folks. We'll see you next week when we find out more about those created feelings. Until then, stay frosty. Stay frosty. Bye. Hello? I do have to say, it's a really good thing that in the world of Full Metal Alchemist, every armor seems to have some kind of mouth. <laughs> so, yeah, just... of I think it's a good thing that Al's that Al's armor has a, a very tasteful crotch cloth. <laughs> yeah. You can't have that armor be in the buff, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I think it's very... I think it's tasteful. I'm not. Wait, I don't but think do you think thing. there's? Do you think there's just a metal dong under there? No, that's, no, that's we're not gonna do that. <laughs> we are not gonna do that. It's not that Beep. kind of show. It's, it's not that kind of show. It's, it's oh. not been done. Listen, look, Karna, you don't wear a suit of armor and just leave it like nothing in that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you can't. You got to give the guy a donger. I mean, he's yeah. not gonna. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. Oh, you don't think Come Ed on. gave his brother a dick? No! Stop! 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 <laughs> wait, wait, are you saying there are actually three brothers? <laughs> <laughs> I, had a, I had another brother. <laughs> it's, just like a, it's just like a worm, like an inchworm. Like, no! Stop! Metal, metal inchworm worming around. <laughs> it's me!